0: I'm here with everybody's favorite guest, David Elliott, my uh, partner here at The Pulse, the founder of The Pulse, and a man who has campaigned to increase room tax around the county for about a year. Um, Dave, thanks for hopping on the podcast and talking about your favorite subject. Thanks, Miles. It's always
1: lovely to start a conversation with your podcast voice. It's, it's quite exciting in the morning.
0: <laughs> um, We're here to talk a little bit about room tax. You have been leading the communication on this for the Door County Tourism Zone um, probably since about last August. And the idea for those who somehow have missed this conversation is to increase room tax from 5.5%, which it's been since it started in Door County back in 2007, to 8%. And a lot of people say, you know, what we use room tax for, what most people primarily think of room tax for is marketing dollars to go to Destination Door County to market, to bring people to Door County. So as we are experiencing what most people consider one of, if not the busiest summer that we've had, they say, why do we need to increase it now? Why do we need to bring more people here? And that's a question a lot of people have. And I think there's maybe a misperception of the totality of what room tax is and exactly what you've been pushing for in this, Effort to try to increase room tax. And now that it's not so much an effort, it's a conclusion. Now that we have 14 communities that have um, signed on to the agreement to increase room tax, you needed 13 of the 19. 14 have said yes. Uh, I'd imagine the other five will follow at some point. So, wanted to have you on the podcast. You wrote an editorial in this week's Pulse, kind of outlining some of the things that room tax can do for everybody beyond marketing. And thought maybe have you on the podcast talk about a little bit here have have a conversation recorded which is very similar to a lot of conversations we have in the office
1: yeah i'm surprised you wanted me to sit on a podcast with you about this you give me a hard time that every that i relate everything to room tax on a daily basis
0: well just about everything when when you're not yelling at oxford
1: yeah when i'm not yelling at the dog um why room tax why now well so you mentioned 2007 2007 we were we were in kind of a depressed state here in in indoor county
0: A totally depressed day. (laughs) I mean,
1: um, lodging was down. Uh, I remember talking to a, a lodging owner who had been here for a really long time saying there's so many vacancy signs in Memorial day weekend, July 4th and all through August. There were, our occupancy rate was way down and we were struggling as a community. And we were looking at figuring out how to bring more people here because the locals weren't, there were no, there weren't jobs. Um, businesses were going out of business. And hotels weren't able to keep up, uh, let alone we weren't able to reinvest in ourselves as a municipalities because we didn't have the income coming in and the that the property values were going down as well. So it was a big it was a big position of flux. So we were looking for marketing dollars because we needed it. And that was the major push. And
0: well, hold on. I, I want to put that in perspective a little bit beyond like it's, it's not just that, like people were looking at small percentages in tax dollars, that kind of thing. This is a conversation I was a bartender at the time. This is a conversation that was being had at the bar at the Sister Bay Bowl, at the bar at Husby's, at the breakfast counter at Al's, amongst servers who were saying, there's just not as much business. I'm not making as much in my shifts at Al Johnson's at Husby's. The restaurant I work at is now closing several days a week because there's just nobody here. Literally, Al Johnson started to cut back their hours because there wasn't as much business. And if you went down the street in Sister Bay, a bunch of businesses, big businesses that are incredibly popular and packed right now were on the brink of closing or were literally foreclosed upon. So that's the the ground rules that were taking place. Basically, I consider like the peak years, like the late 90s, and then right around 2000, 2001, a dip that really continued and then was greatly exacerbated by the financial collapse of 2007, 2008, 2009. So it was like a, a ten year period. It wasn't like we had a one year dip. There was a long stretch where people were kind of wondering what the future of Door County was.
1: And the municipalities weren't making any money off the tourists. Let's be let's be frank about that yeah. too. Like there was no way like all that that did was when we did have that boom in the late to mid mid to late nineties, it there was no money coming back to the municipalities to reinvest to help with anything for the local or for the tourists. So our destination was had this great boom, but then couldn't reinvest. Couldn't tell anybody about it because we didn't have any marketing dollars. Period. Uh, the the visitor bureau at the time, which was called the Chamber of Commerce, was really they had a they had, were spending two hundred thousand dollars a year, and they're competing with destinations that are spending millions. And it just it didn't work. Well, there, we there were, were no, serious
0: we, conversations about splitting off into like a northern multiple, door versus a southern door. Yeah, Surgeon Bay. Multiple thing. visitor visitor bureaus to try and find a way to to bring people up here and raise some money. There were. There were serious conversations and then so ultimately the the room tax was pushed and created by business owners many of them lodging owners it was a business community that said like we desperately need more business and there were locals that
1: actually helped out too there yeah. wasn't just it, it there were also seasonal people that really pushed for help because they understood <laughs> the value of making sure that the services that they relied on and the restaurants that they liked going to were sustained
0: well nobody liked coming up here and seeing everything close like now we take it for granted that good quality restaurants will stay open through november december january and february and you know they'll still close in late february march april but like now we we kind of have a lot of options in the winter and back then i wrote that article your favorite article of all time uh the dead zone on sister bay and just about and uh, that wasn't... I was wasn't fine tri- with the
1: article. We just argued about the title. I didn't think we need... <laughs> the Pulse is trying not to be a sensational newspaper, sensationalizing I, stuff. So we can get... That's a whole he, other debate. Well, yeah, I'm uh, not going to let you respond. But, to but I didn't just,
0: think it was sensational. I And that wasn't written because necessarily the business owners were saying that. I just knew that people who were working in the industry, my friends who were bartenders and waitresses and waiters and cooks were just not able to make money because there weren't enough shifts. There weren't enough dollars coming in. And I was watching them all decide to leave Door County. A lot of young people who wanted to be here decided to leave. And later I decided to leave. You know, that was part of the impetus there too. It's just like things were going downhill. So I'm going to jump and interrupt yeah, you quick. It, so I'm going to, I'm going down a rabbit I'm going to,
1: I'm going to quickly say, so what we ha- what happened is in 2007, we got this influx of cash. So all of a sudden we get to start telling people that this is still a great place to visit. And not only that, we all, the municipalities also started to get a little piece of that pie as well. Yeah. Um, which helped out a lot of things. I mean, you've written about all the different improvements that Egg Harbor has done by adding beachfront, that Sister Bay has done with adding their waterfront, that Bailey's Harbor has done with being able to do improvements on different things. And, and Clam Park. Sturgeon Bay has had a huge investment in their waterfront, their waterfront and, and their walkways and their paths. All that is a result of not an increase in a, a huge increase in property taxes, but rather an income coming from our visitors to help reinvest in the things that our visitors use. And that comes from room tax.
0: At least part of it. We're not saying that like all those things were paid entirely from room tax, but it does give towns the liquidity to even think about investing in some of those things. And I mean, there would be a huge
1: battle if all of a sudden we were saying, let's buy these, these properties without that additional room tax dollars. Like a municipality just couldn't afford it period. Um, But the, at the same time, the way that we set everything up back in 2007 a number of us went around to those individual municipalities and said, Hey, you're getting more money, but we want you to invest 50%, 30% of what you get as the town of Bailey's Harbor back to the Bailey's Harbor community association, Mm -hmm. because the Bailey's Harbor community association is a small little community organization that helps run events that helps keep going that making the tourism industry work as well. It is a small marketing thing. um, But we didn't want to take those dollars away from the visitor bureau destination door county because we knew it needed that money to go outside the county to bring more people here.
0: Yeah at the time nobody was saying well we shouldn't do marketing or what kind of marketing it was just desperate like we have to get on the playing field of Michigan of Lake Geneva of the Northwoods. And we just need any marketing out there and bring people up here. That was really the approach. In
1: in fact, there was a time when some people were saying that it doesn't matter who we get or when we get them or how we get them. We just need people. It doesn't matter. We don't need, we don't care what they do when they get here. We just need to get people. Mm -hmm. And that was the push. Um, And I, I think it's changed a lot. And I think it's good that it has. I think that we can do a lot of good things with those dollars. But what I was getting at with that. By encouraging those municipalities to invest in their local business associations, we actually were encouraging municipalities to invest in what, in general, more marketing. So on top of the money going directly to Destination Door County, our municipalities were paying for additional marketing to the mm-hmm. tune of $450,000 a year is what it what has been over the last couple of years. So out of that 30% that our municipalities have been getting, they've been dumping an additional $450,000 into marketing. Yeah. And that's just a lot, that, and that's money that could be spent on roads, sidewalks,
0: emergency services, all those things that we as locals rely on and need. And so, you know, we've finally seen things rebound. Part of that is marketing. Part of it is the great investments that those communities have made to make themselves a de- better destination. It's all of it, right? It's a yeah. com- it, the, to to say that it's good businesses moving in and opening
1: cool places that weren't here. Right, 10 years because ago. Because they saw the opportunity, because more people were coming, they saw that they could actually make money. Yeah, you Sister know Bay's I mean?
0: whole waterfront was based on, we're going to buy up the waterfront and hope that people invest across the street. And that's what happened. Yeah, and that took a it, long
1: time. And you think took, about that, that took a I mean, Hotel really Doors just
0: built, they bought the waterfront 14 years ago. And that, that hotel, love it or hate it, that was the idea to begin with, was to drive some sort of hotel investment in downtown. Well, Sister they bought Bay. a hotel.
1: They bulldo- took forty they, they, rooms they off. They the, bulldozed the hotel in order to open up the waterfront. You yeah. need re- need, they needed to replace that, so they put it on the other side of the, the road, which yeah. was a, a good idea which and a gives, good investment.
0: Which gives me, as a guy who lives in Liberty Grove, about a mile outside Sister Bay, it gives me a huge public waterfront that I'd never be able to afford on my own. Right,
1: and and all of that is a is an, a a conflux of all these different things happening at the same time. You can't say that marketing is solely responsible for the, the growth. And you can't say that the municipality's investment back into the waterfronts and back into the properties is solely responsible for the growth in our community. And you can't say it's just because new businesses came here and gave new things and new ideas.
0: It's, and, and you know it's
1: the collective, right? And it's also the, the locals embracing it and saying, Hey, we can be a better and, and stronger community.
0: And what else did we do with that? Two other things. We cleaned up a lot. We did a ton of stuff to our beaches to make our beaches, the water quality better and the water quality of even our drinking water better. Like there's been a huge investment in that over the last 20 years, but also when we invest in those local community marketing associations and business associations, you've seen all these festivals. Some people hate all the festivals and events. Some people love them, but you know, like Marina Fest, most people are, see, that's a a marketing ploy. That's a tourist thing. Well, I go down to Marina Fest and all I see, I shouldn't say all I see, but a lot of what I see are local families with their kids down enjoying the festival using the the kids events and stuff so it's not like a it's either tourists or it's locals like we all benefit from a lot of those yeah, same things I,
1: I sat we sat down with uh with filmworks but we went and filmed and we talked to mitch larson and his mom and they, we talked about the origins of fall Fest, which everybody looks at as this huge tourist attraction it's all about bringing people in, there's mm-hmm. thousands of people on the streets and all that. And it's all marketing. It's all marketing. Actually that event was founded and still is a huge thing where kids were supposed were coming down and doing things with their parents, with their friends. It was all a local event. And yeah, yeah. now it's, now it seems like it's just all visitors, but actually there's so many locals that love that event. Too. And the reason it's visitors love it is it's because, because locals it's are there. Yeah. yeah.
0: Because the locals love it too. And they're yep. invested, you know, yep. if it was just a gimmick, it wouldn't be the same thing. We talked about getting way off the beaten path and we've
1: kind of found our way there, although yeah, this is related. So, why now? So, why are we, why, we've, we've got all this stuff. Why do we need more, right? Like, why, like, we've got all those things. Why do we need to raise room tax again? Mm-hmm. Well, as I mentioned before, the municipalities put 400 have been putting $450,000 annually of their money back into tourism and marketing. Well, why do we need to do that? Well, we shouldn't take that away because you take your foot off the gas and you start coasting and eventually you run out of gas. But we did and, in the 90s. And we'd start losing visitors and we st- property values start going down and the businesses go away and this place changes a lot or we don't have the cultural amenities because no one's giving to the peninsula players. So it's all a collective and the hospital doesn't get to build a cancer wing. Yeah. Because people aren't donating to that. And those are all things that are all intertwined in this whole deal here.
0: Even little stuff. You know, we have a lot of fireworks at festivals now. There was a time nobody could afford to do that kind of stuff. And now we can do those kind of things. There's a lot of little things like that.
1: And then let alone look at how technology has changed in the last 15 years as well. I mean, the internet access began with over phone lines, which there are plenty of, but that doesn't work anymore. That doesn't handle the bandwidth. And we've got locals and people that live here that can't get good internet access. Really?
0: I thought it was great here. I, I love yes,
1: mine. I, you have great internet. You climb a tree and put some dish up there or something like that, <laughs> don't you? Um, so how do we fix that? We've got an affordable housing issue. You know, we've, that's a that's a result of our success. Like it's it's frustrating that we don't have a lot of affordable housing, but that's a result of because we've reinvested in ourselves and made things more expensive and more appealing. That's what we're supposed to do. Now it's how do we handle that challenge as a community and how do we fix it and adjust? Yeah. So that's the point we're at. So at this point, let's raise room tax. Let's make Destination Door County Um, Instead of saying that the municipalities have to pay for those individual business associations, let's have Destination Outdoor County partner better with them and cover that cost for the municipalities. So the municipalities have a collective $450,000 to reinvest in affordable housing projects
0: or broadband co-op or things like that that give our locals something better. Well, you mentioned broadband co-op and I don't like you throw that term out there and people don't, I I think to some people that's, This thing, like, why don't they just fix broadband like it's easy to do? And then other people are like, well, we can never just do that. It's a rural community. We're never going to be able to get the density. That's what the companies tell you. But you mentioned the broadband co-op. So that is one of those things that maybe if we pull together resources, we can cover a big chunk of that with some of that room tax money that become available. And if you think of one of the major things we could do to improve lives up here, that would be one. And affordable housing would be another one that probably on the top of a lot of people's lists. How might a broadband co-op work? What might it look like? I mean, I've, I've seen examples of this. Now we're
1: going down another whole rabbit hole. Well, but yeah, I, but I'd I'm, love to. Gonna, I think it's great. Yeah, let's, let's, let's give me do
0: it. 30 seconds. No, but other communities have done it. Like yep. there are small rural communities in Kentucky that have fiber to every home. In Wisconsin, in a actually. low in a, in a sparsely populated area. So it's not impossible.
1: No. And the, and the idea has been floated around. Liberty Grove brought in a group and they've talked about it. And they're trying to move it forward. And there's a group and there's an ad hoc in Bailey's Harbor that's looking into it. Uh, It's the idea that municipalities could invest, basically bond, to borrow a bunch of money to put fiber to homes and then contract with a ISP, an internet service provider, to then provide internet to those homes. So the, the goal would be to somehow find a way to get fiber to every home in Door County. It's a big goal. It's a lofty one. It probably, for just the town of Bailey's Harbor, when you do the estimates, it's somewhere between two and four million dollars just for the you hate this word infrastructure of sure. the fiber to get to every home. Um, and Jacksonport's a little cheaper because they have less roads and a few less communities. But you think about it; that's got that that thing has got to come all the way up the, from the county. So, you but if you do it, to do it as a collective,
0: you're going to save some costs too. If Absolutely. you can get a company up here who's going to say, "All right, we're going to do all of door County over this four-year span," and and Maybe it's Northern Door, maybe it's Southern. I'm not exactly sure where the breaking points are, but you can look at that as a, as a huge savings versus one piecemeal doing Bailey's right. Harbor or Fish Creek. And there's state and federal dollars that are
1: looking at broadband now as basically a utility. So there's going to be more and more money available. Matching funds and things for like matching that. Matching funds, and let alone flat grants to say, here, we can help you lay out the infrastructure for this. But in order to have that, you have to have some kind of collective entity to do it. And does it make sense for each, does it make sense for 19 municipalities in Door County to have their own co-op or their own utility, so to speak, for broadband? Probably not. I mean, I think the the tourism zone that collects all the room tax, that unites all the municipalities is a perfect example about an, an idea for how we could coalesce around broadband and just all work together and save money and pool resources.
0: And when you talk about broadband, one of the things early on in those discussions was well, it's going to be hard cuz you're going to have to dig a trench through all this rock in Door County. But now they'll run it over wires. So You there there are, there
1: are some challenges with that. Sorry to interrupt, but there yes. are some challenges with that because sometimes we don't have access to some of the poles. It depends. Yeah. So it there there's a lot it's not an easy task. Some can be buried, some can be hung from wires, and some might have to still be using wireless. There's a whole bunch of combinations of finding a way for everybody to get high-speed access, but it's a priority of all of us. It's something that's frustrated a lot of people. It makes it easier to work from home. It makes it easier to, when you have to. It, hey, there's a snowstorm and kids got to take sc- to school from home. It's, it does a lot of stuff for education, whether it's even outside of school, just kids being able to educate themselves through the internet at home.
0: Now it exacerbates another problem because it's going to increase property values, which is good for the people who own property, bad for the people trying to get into property. So we have to also, that doesn't mean we just can't address housing or a different issue. So if Broadband, you you talk about that and people would say, but I thought room tax can't be used for X, Y, and Z because by state statute, room tax is pretty specifically defined how you can use it. And maybe you can take us through that and also where there might be opportunities. I think a lot of what you've talked about is some of that money that goes back to municipalities, that 30% a municipality can use any way they want. So that could be invested in broadband with no question. But the seventy percent is a different question.
1: Well hold on a minute. Before we get there, the other the other part about increasing, so I just want to wrap up the what municipalities get before sure. we get into what Destination Door County can do. So yeah. first the way that this new thing has been outlined is that Destination Door County will basically allot nineteen percent of their new overall budget, which is a million dollars, which will go back to the individual business associations. So that's taking away that four hundred and fifty thousand dollar expense that the municipalities have. And then on top of it, because of the increase from Five and a half to eight percent, an additional seven hundred thousand dollars collectively will go back to each municipality, to all the municipalities as well. So there's a net gain of what one point one million dollars annually. Annually, it's not a one-time. Annually, fee. So annually. So you think to, of to, 10 to or our twenty years ca- to our Door County municipalities.
0: Yeah, you go back to the beginning of Rim tax. There's seventeen point, roughly seventeen point five million dollars that has gone back to municipalities. That's a ton of money. Mm-hmm. So now you talk about adding like one million more a year. If you go back in time, you're pretty yep. easy math. You're looking at thirteen, fourteen million more dollars. Exactly.
1: So no, all right. now the now the next question is where can that seventy percent be spent? Well, we've already said that nineteen of the destination door, percent of the night of destination door county seventy percent is going back to uh, the local business associations. But what about the rest of it? Well, according to state statute, I'm going to read from this little sheet cheat sheet that I've got here. Um, and you have to answer yes to all three of these things. So the first one is, it is reasonably likely to generate paid overnight stays in multiple lodging properties. Is it, if the municipality only has one property, is it likely to generate stays there? If you aren't sure, ask a lodging property owner. Well, that's a big question, and some would say yes, and some would say no. That's number one. Number two is, will it be sufficiently used by transient tourists? And number three is, will it be for a marketing project, tourist information, or tangible municipal development? i.e. ad buys slash marketing of tourism materials, tourist services, creating overnight guests, funding a convention center. So what does that mean? Like it's got to be a check for all three of those things. Well, all visitors use broadband. (laughs) Um, So setting
0: up wireless. A lot of the marketing you do can only be accessed by broadband. So if you're trying to market, I would have... Hesitated on that one, but... But how it's used at that point.
1: It couldn't be used to lay the bandwidth all the way up from Sturgeon Bay. It couldn't be a multi-million investment like that. But it could be finding a way to get free internet access in a municipality and maybe covering the cost of that, like in a in a downtown area, so that everybody in Jacksonport, when you're downtown, would have access to free Wi-Fi. Okay. They could do something like that. Um, they could reinvest in um an information center in all the individual municipalities they could look at maybe bike paths because tourists use those it could definitely be invested into hiking trails it could be invested into a um a tourism public transportation thing which is something else that we've talked about that i didn't mention earlier that all locals could benefit from like as the sister well. bay shuttle yep yeah but it Affordable housing and public transportation go hand in hand because of another big pro- part of the problem is okay, we also need cars to get from place to place. So if we can eliminate some of that transportation but, challenge. But do we? <laughs> or buses or bikes, and you need bike lanes. All of those things can be used for under the room tax, guys of dollars. What about promoting um, seasonal workforce, going out to colleges and creating a recruitment program? Do tourists use. Those things, absolutely. I mean, we we couldn't function here unless we
0: actually have those employees. I mean, on, I tried to get the coffee the other day and literally could not get it in Bailey's Harbor until I walked to the end of town and got to the gas station. No knock on the gas station. I'm very happy to get my coffee there, but every place was closed because they don't have work. It's good workers. exercise for you, Miles. And I needed it. it yes, <laughs> but they don't have workers, so right. people are just sh- shutting their doors a couple of days a week. Now back to the workers. What about the housing question? A lot of people would say we should spend that money on housing. You know, we've written a ton on housing. Someone wants to go back and check our sustainability issue. Um, It was all about different options for housing back in 2019. Could you take this money and use it for housing? No. Why not?
1: I don't see how that, I don't see how affordable housing fits into how a tourist could use that. I mean, I think that just adds more fuel to the fire of those who say marketing is bad because those buildings would be built and then rented to visitors and not, used as locals there's just what if it
0: was just workforce housing
1: it doesn't qualify why not it's, it's because it's not a direct line you're at you're it's supposed to be a direct line for the tourists to be using for the tourists to be benefiting from and, and generating an overnight well stay then
0: why would transportation
1: public transportation is because a oh, yeah. tourist they, could use it directly a tourist could step on a bus and go from one end of sister bay to the other and then ideally sit, step on a bus and be able to go to ephraim fish creek and across the baileys harbor it's something that a tourist could use every day to enjoy our peninsula without having to get into a car and drive themselves.
0: What about housing versus employee recruitment? By that definition, I'm, I'm thinking maybe employee me- recruitment wouldn't fit if housing does not.
1: Possibly, but I think you could fit it into, we're also marketing a destination to a younger group. So it could be played off of come and play and work and stay, but mm-hmm. leave. It's not, we're not like actually marketing. It's not marketing to someone that's going to come and buy a house and live here. It's more, we're marketing for people that we want to come and visit and enjoy it and stay for a few months.
0: Yeah. I'm thinking that it's you could probably, if you determine that housing doesn't work, probably employee recruitment doesn't either, but to do an employee recruitment program, like a real gorilla, send people on the ground to some, a bunch of schools and high schools and talk to guidance counselors, talk to parents, get mailings to suburban parents who need like, uh, like my sister does, like my, my kids need to actually do something in the summer. Not just live in the burbs, you know. So, send them to Door County, get a good experience. You could probably pay for that with fifty to a hundred thousand dollars of other funds. Maybe, but. but I
1: don't think you have to because I think it's about marketing our destination. It's just the words you use. It's it's an it's an add on to an existing marketing plan already. So, if you're trying to attract um, your sister to come up here for the summer, you can say, "Oh, and you, the kids could come and work too." I think it's a you could do an ad- add-on to existing marketing to figure that out, and I th- and you could partner with D- Door County Economic Development Corp and look at some of the plans that they've established and piggyback on some of their stuff. So it's not like it would cost a huge amount of money to do this; it would just be a little bit of money to help
0: yeah. do this. So and in it's short, you better together. You right? feel like we can do a lot of different things with that money. If we're creative. Absolutely. I think, I mean, like our state parks, it's something that
1: people have been frustrated with. Like our state parks, there's sometimes you can't get in and drive through them. There were a couple, or find a parking place. There's, we put limits on the peninsula.
0: And the roads are crumbling.
1: That's a different issue. That's a different issue. That's a state issue with those roads, (laughs) but the, but the trails are overused, right? So, and signage is, is failing. And the parks have limited funds to, to spend money on that. Well, that's something that, that those marketing dollars can be spent on. Um, That is, Those trails are things that puts heads in beds. That's something that when a a hotel can say, come and stay in my place and go and hike in Peninsula State Park, that's a marketing thing, and that's something that tourists use. It fits right along that context. So do boat launches and, and piers and marinas and all of that stuff falls into what visitors use and tourists use and attracts overnight stays.
0: Basically, to sum up what you're saying is when people say, why raise room tax, we already have enough people, you're basically pushing for room tax, not so much to add to the marketing mix, but to add dollars for all these other purposes, potentially, Well, and depending I on what the, compu- you know, it's not like you're going, Hey, I'm raising room tax, do this, this, and this it's raise room tax. Now let's get together and figure out what we need to address. Let's adventure. bring
1: us all together and come up with what our priorities are collectively. It's not, here's a municipal silo of these guys are trying to figure this out. Here's Destination Door County. You take your money and you go and figure this out. And here's the tourism zone. You oversee the money and just do your thing. And here's here's Door County Economic Development Corp. You just do your thing. It's And here's the... Door County Community Foundation, you just deal with charities. It's, hey, wait a minute. Like, why are we creating these individual things when we all are looking at the same goal? I mean, we've got Door County Economic Development Corp looking at affordable housing. We got municipalities looking at affordable housing. And we got the Door County Community Foundation looking at affordable housing. There's been some overlap there, but not a collective, let's find a way to really get down and dirty and figure this out together.
0: And then because nobody's really working together, you have desperate business owners buying houses. And meanwhile, you've got
1: a whole bunch of money that, yes, it has oversight. It does have the people are handling and doing their fiduciary responsibility, but they're not looking at the bigger picture and seeing, oh, if I if I saved a little few pennies here, I could help this thing go a little bit further. Or if I partnered with this group, I could make have that much more money to accomplish X, Y and Z. And the other part here, Miles, is it's all marketing. It's like it's got this evil connotation that all it does is just bring people here. Marketing is it about telling people what we are and what we're about and telling that before they get here. It's defining the kind of community we are so that when they come they they, they come to expect that. When I first was going around for room tax in 2006 and 7, I would go down there's a there was a towns meeting where it was all like so the, at once every quarter or once a year or something that the towns all get together. They send a representative from each municipality and they have a collective meeting. And one guy stood up there and said, "Why do we need just to, why do we need more money just to for the people that have the houses on the water? Why do we just need to do that?" And I said, "Well, look, what's happened in Door County in 2005 and six is the the all the money that's being spent to market Door County, quote unquote, is spent on telling people to come here and buy land. The realtors collectively were spending hmm. almost over a million dollars telling people come here and buy property and do whatever you want with it." is that and and it that that really changes the dynamic for everything here right By, if the message is door county is for sale that means that the the culture and the lifestyle and the heritage that's been built up here can go away like that mm-hmm. it can just disappear because enough people see it as affordable option just as you pointed out there was a time when you could have bought all of ellison bay for like 5 million bucks mm-hmm. Um, and this day and age, someone would do that, but well, you, but I, you can't now, now the property values are way much it's, higher. It's
0: more, but here's the thing. Most people don't realize if you're, if you're local, you see everything in here and you're like, that's astronomical. And I have this bias in my head, especially before I moved away is like, man, why would somebody want to pay that much to live here? Cause you kind of devalue your hometown, I think intrinsically <laughs> to some degree. But I talked to a couple of real estate agents this week who said, you know, to, to the wealthy class, Door County is still a bargain. Even at these high prices, what we consider high prices, it's still a good investment and a Absolutely, great investment we opportunity. we keep our
1: property taxes low, relatively speaking, as well. Yeah. Uh, but but what I was getting, marketing isn't a bad thing. It's important for us to, to define who we are and understand collectively who we are, and then tell the world that this is the kind of community that we are. And if you like that, you should come and visit us.
0: Yeah, as and long you- as it's authentic.
1: Yeah, and and how do we maintain that authenticity and continue that? That's good marketing, and that preserves what we have here. So it's important for us to continue to do that. Otherwise, we lose that.
0: Well, you talk about preserving right there, and it's interesting because I've I've seen some comments on Facebook. I've heard a lot of people say this. I've had discussions with people, and you know the Door County Environmental Council newsletter. I was reading that. It's a great organization. has has helped put a lot of things on the table over the years. But there was a comment in there that was a little bit. Um, I don't know, maybe out of touch with what's actually happened in this county over the last twenty years or so when they said nobody's investing in our environment. none of the communities are preserving land. we're not we're we're forgetting the natural resources that everyone comes here for. That's forgetting like we have more public access to the shoreline than any time since the white man started taking it. We've added shoreline in almost every village and city and township, plus the land trust investments municipalities have invested in it. Uh, donors have invested in it. Like we've actually done a lot to preserve more land. Now there's also been development at the same time. So people kind of forget that, that, but I would guess that if you went back over 20 years, you're probably looking at something on the order of 25 to $50 million, somewhere in there.
1: Absolutely. If not more, I mean, yeah. it, and it's the land, I mean, the, the land, the money that's put into the land trust, there's, you can't quantify that because it's not necessarily donor put in it's people donating land so if you look at it that way there's a whole bunch more let alone heritage stuff let let alone the belgian heritage center that's improved because there's more money coming in for locals to have they can reinvest it in things that they care about
0: the steel bridge the granary and some of these other historical the sister bay corner of the past like horseshoe bay farms that thing would have been bulldoze yeah.
1: and a condo development would have been up there if there weren't people that found a way to preserve that property Absolutely. and keep That's that wide point. open i mean that would and think about how that would change that entire underneath the bluff underneath there yeah
0: so it, there are things that we've done there's also like the very expensive years-long water quality monitoring program um, that the county embarked on there's all the well testing programs so it's
1: i think there's a cancer wing <laughs> At our hospital. Yeah. In a tiny
0: hospital. In, in a tiny hospital in rural Wisconsin. So there are things that, um, you know me, I complain every day, and you're always like, you always got a needle. You always got to have it be better. I, I know, I'm, I'm, I'm a jerk that way, so I'm a little bit of that kind of person, no, I too. I agree, we
1: all should be better. It's just how we, it's it's the expectation of how quickly we can get there, and then it's <laughs> it's also saying, like, how can we get more people saying, we can't do that, to say Let's do, let's try to work together to do that because let's find a way to do it. The knee jerk reaction is so many people say, well, you could never do that. And, or we haven't done that. And like, wait, let's pause for a second and let's look at what we have accomplished. Look at what worked and then find a way to bring more people to the table that understand what worked and grow from it. And we can do that. And we've done that so many times in this community.
0: There's many places where many times when being on an Island is not a good thing but i think when i think about door county a lot of times even in the the fight against covid i'm like that's the cool thing about being this little island this peninsula remote cut off we can decide to handle it our way you know we don't have people on the right left and north of us who also we have to play with it's like we just have to do deal with the people on this this island and be what we want to be and decide what kind of community we want to be and like some somebody i was having a conversation with about affordable housing and they said well that's just you know, it's just the market this is a desirable place to live you can't expect poor people to be able to afford to have a home here and i said well what if we just decide that's the community we want to be why don't we just decide we want to be the place that's really great and beautiful that people like can live in and still like i did you know um well the key word i mean we key, just decide we just figure out how to do it the key
1: word you use is community i think if you look around the country a lot of communities have broken down they just fall apart there isn't something that keeps them all together you talked about people leave, like you talked about like there's a intrinsic value thing and where you have less value in your hometown like you don't see the value in the hometown a lot of people leave their hometown you've written articles about the brain drain years ago if we when we've been building up more and more the old saying of pride in place about our community and the more the stronger our community can become the more access the more we can fix these problems and i and that's what's That's what's important about marketing is preserving that community, if that makes sense. I mean, there is a leap there, but it makes sense to say, this is who we are. Do we all believe this? Yes. And in this day and age, when we have political divides up the wazoo, having a community that we all care about and one thing that we say, hey, yeah, you know, you're Republican, I'm Democrat, but we both love Door County. Let's figure out how to make this place sustainable and strong. There's strength in that. And we, and we, and we're, that is bigger than all that other stuff. And it allows us to get through.
0: And with that, (laughs) I'll I'll put an end to this conversation and, um, well, Dave, thanks for walking through this and taking some crap from me. And, you know, like when you started this fight, I I was one of those people who said, you're really going to go after this room texting now. And you said, now is the time. And I said, you're stupid, Mm -hmm. but I have come around on it. When you look at the possibilities of what you can do with it. You know, but it will take, once this happens, this community staying involved, staying on these organizations, pushing for the things and setting the priorities and making sure the dollars are spent in the right places and as creatively as possible to, to fix our problems. So here's a starting point for anybody listening and who wants to get involved. Well, I mean, there's so much that we can do. The, the whole
1: push here was there's very few ways for municipalities to create income streams. And a lot of people out there say, why do municipalities need more money? Well, everybody's asking for more stuff. Yeah, People want affordable housing. They say, why isn't Bailey's Harbor fix the affordable housing problem? Well, they're limited money. Where do you want the money to come from to pay for that? Um, people you should fix the broadband. Well, we need money to fix the broadband. Well, you should have public transportation. Well, we need money to fix the public transportation. Okay, guys, here's money. Here's money that can fix those problems if we work together. Is it enough by itself to do all of that? Absolutely not, but collectively, And with some creativity and working together, we can solve those problems. All right. We'll call it a day. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Miles.
0: Thank you so much for listening to the Door County Pulse podcast. If you want to support us at The Pulse, check out doorcountypulse.com slash shop, where you can get a weekly Pulse subscription, purchase some incredible Door County artwork from Pulse artist Ryan Miller, and much more. We hope you've enjoyed the Door County Pulse podcast, and we will see you next time.